0: Go piss free. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel.
1: Of tears. At times I've even questioned, even if my Lord was near. Many times that old tempter says, Why not turn around? to tell me, there's been something bothering me. Why is it that the devil just won't let God's children be? My, my, you see, my, my. he has purpose and determined.
2: I'm Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel. You know, if you have listened to this broadcast in the past, that I'm straight up. I don't play. I bring to you the honest gospel of Jesus Christ. I go by the scriptures. The scriptures are our authority. But now, as we begin a new year, I want to begin with a gospel I want to begin sharing with you the Gospel of Mark. I want to walk through it very carefully. I want you to see what is required, both on the part of Jesus and on our part. The problem I'm struggling so mightily with, and I I began this morning about five o'clock, crying out to the Lord over this issue, and I've been crying out ever since. And it's not new. I, I was all day yesterday praying about the same thing, and that is, I need him to show me how to speak to you in a way that you can hear and understand and respond, that you could participate in the work of the gospel that you could be saved, that you could enter into the kingdom of God in joy and in fullness. Now, one thing I'm very clear about. There's only one way I can begin, and that that is with a humble, submissive, teachable spirit. There's not anything uglier than a person who has come to Jesus learned the information but doesn't have a humble, submissive, teachable spirit, is cantankerous, is self. I can't walk that way. I've been crying out to God, give me that humble, submissive, teachable spirit. Let every part of my heart be open to hearing the word of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm saying this because as I go to the book of Mark, it is very clear that there is a preparation work that is necessary before we can enter into that humble, submissive, teachable spirit that Jesus wants to give to us. It's that preparation work that opens the book of Mark, it begins the beginning of the gospel about Jesus the Messiah the son of god so right at the beginning the writer of the book of mark identifies that jesus is in fact the son of god he is god himself he has come as the messiah to save his people from their sin these are not just words these have deep meaning Jesus has come that we could enter into a new realm of reality, a new new way of life. I hear a lot of talk oh, this is the year of victory. This is the year when you're going to gain back all that you've lost. It's foolishness. This is the year of Jesus Christ. This is the year when he wants his way in your life. And he begins with a quote out of the book of Isaiah. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. So, if we go to Isaiah 40, the full passage. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up and every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged place a plain. The glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Well, this description is very troubling to me because it says, a way is going to be made for the Lord in my life that is straight, nothing crooked. This is Pilgrim's Progress, nothing crooked. The straight and narrow path. Every mountain and hill made low. So everywhere where I have raised myself up, I'll be dropped down in humility. The rough ground in my life will be smoothed out. The rugged places will be made into a plain. that the glory of God can be revealed. Now let's be very, very straight about all of this. He is literally saying that there must be a work of preparation in our hearts where we turn aside from all pride and all arrogance and all hardness. There must be a willingness to be leveled by Jesus. We want to focus on, I want to be successful. I want to do this. I want to do that. No. If we're going to enter into the kingdom of God and the gospel is the announcement of the kingdom of God, If we're going to enter into that kingdom, there has to be this preparation work. And the preparation work is a leveling. It's a filling in of the holes. It's of taking the pride down. It's a process of transforming us ready for the coming of Jesus to announce the kingdom so that we can then enter into that kingdom of God. Now, we're going to go through the book of Mark, and it'll talk about, okay, this is what the kingdom of God looks like. And it's, by the way, it's awesome. (laughs) It it is wonderful what happens when the kingdom of God comes. And then further in the book, chapter 7, he's going to begin talking about, okay, this is how you need to change in your life. This is what needs to happen in your life if you're going to enter into the fullness of the kingdom. I'm only interested in entering into the kingdom of God and bringing as many of you with me as I can. And that means I must be willing to be totally leveled, humbled, chastised, criticized. You know, there's a part of me, and I don't like this, and I've prayed and I've been working all morning in the prayer closet saying, Lord, Take all defensiveness from my heart. Take all of a sense of being a victim out of my heart. Don't let me lift myself up as something. I'm nothing. Jesus is everything. Don't let me lift myself up as though I was someone important. I'm not. So, in the book of Matthew... He begins talking about this same issue. He says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. That is, the kingdom of God is coming. Get ready. You need to enter into this kingdom. But the only way you can enter this kingdom is not by declaring your rights, not by defending yourself, but by repenting. Repenting means to acknowledge what I've done that's wrong and turn from that. And what's so very difficult about repenting is that Jesus does not tell us to look at the other person and say, If you'll repent, I'll repent. He doesn't say that. Instead, it's, You repent. And don't worry about the other person. I'll deal with them. That's an uncomfortable place to be at. But that's where repentance must begin. If I've done something wrong, acknowledge it. (coughs) Pardon me. If If I've harmed someone, acknowledge it. Repent of it. Don't go there again. Sometimes we've said things Sometimes I've said things that were utterly wrong. I didn't mean to say them. I didn't mean them to come out that way, but they did, and they were wrong. I can't in any way justify my attitude before God or before others. I am called to be humble, submissive, and teachable. Now, that doesn't mean that I bend to another person's whim or desire. It means I bend to the Holy Spirit, and I bend to Jesus. And I express my love and my appreciation for other people without judgment, without name-calling. This is the preparation work that has to begin to go on if we want to enter the kingdom of God. Now, many of you have decided that you have already entered the kingdom of God without this humbling process, without this making paths straight, without having the mountains filled in, without having the humility and the submissiveness Instead, there's something that rises up in you that you want to rule. You're right. They're wrong. I know about that. I don't want to be like that. I need to walk listening to that voice of one calling in the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord and make straight paths for Him. I need to make straight paths for Pastor Ray Greenlee. And I'm calling you today to make straight paths for your own feet and your own heart. Now, John was dressed as an Old Testament prophet and he was the last of the Old Testament prophets and the greatest. He wore clothes made of camel's hair, a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and wild honey in the desert. And the people went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea, the whole region of Jordan. Listen to what they did. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. They came And heard John speak to them about pride, lying, stealing, extorting, acting in manners that were cruel and unusual. Tax collectors, stop collecting what you don't need to pay. Stop cheating the people. Soldiers, stop exhorting through your sword what you want. Be satisfied with your pay. Don't be selfish. Share your food with one who needs it. Very practical things. He's addressing these and he's saying, Look, prepare the way of the Lord by repenting, by confessing your sins and being baptized. Now, this baptism This was a water baptism. It was a water baptism for repentance and turning from sin. But it was not a baptism to rest in. It was only the first baptism necessary. See, in the preparation work to enter into the kingdom of God, there is a need to be baptized. Baptizo, meaning to be put under, to be dead. That's the symbolism. If you look at Romans, the sixth chapter, to be baptized is to be dead. Now, please, I'm not just speaking words today. This is literally for us a coming to terms with who we are before God. These were religious people who were coming to John. These weren't Gentile pagans who didn't know about the living God of heaven. These are people who went to the synagogues. People who went to the to the worship services that were held. These are the people who went and offered the sacrifices in Jerusalem. And he's saying, you are unfit to enter the kingdom of God. You have to repent. And then he becomes even more strong. He says, this is in matthew the third chapter the seventh verse you brood of vipers or you brood of snakes who warned you to flee from the coming wrath produce fruit in keeping with repentance and don't think you can say to yourselves we have abraham as our father don't think you can say i was baptized many years ago and i've been a christian ever since While you live with bitterness and anger and arguing, contention, pride, lifted up, haughty, proud, you can't do that. The focus here, please understand, the focus in the book of Mark and also in Matthew and Luke and John is that John came to prepare the way for Jesus. And the way he prepared the way for Jesus was to call the people to recognize their pride and their arrogance and their sin before Almighty God and to repent of it. To turn from it. To stop. To go another direction. So, he calls them, you brood of vipers. And in one place, it indicates he's speaking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, which are the most religious people of the day, especially the Pharisees. Sadducees were more the business people, and they were a little more, not quite so uptight. But he's saying, Look, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. That's the preparation work necessary to become a Christian. I've heard people say, look, just come as you are to Jesus. And they're absolutely right. Come as you are, but don't stay as you are. Don't remain as you are. The first thing Jesus is going to do, if you have a faithful pastor teaching you or an evangelist, He's going to begin to help you identify the sin of your heart and call you to repent. And not just to say, I repent of my sin, but to repent of very specific sins and allow God to humble your heart, to allow Him to give up the right, all the rights, to Jesus. He says, in warning, the axe is already at the root of the trees. And every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So there's a baptism of fire that needs to come into our hearts, but that baptism of fire cannot come while there is yet sin remaining in us. You've heard me crying out to the Lord for the full baptism of Pentecost. And in turn, he's been showing me areas of pride, areas where I have been self-confident. And he's been utterly breaking that in me and humbling my heart, crushing my pride, causing me to see that everything is basically hopeless if it's left in my hands. It must be put in his hands. He's the one who must move outside of me and then move inside of me to bring about his glory so that I can walk faithfully with Jesus and be filled with his spirit. That's what I want. I want to be filled with his spirit and with the power to do the work of the gospel. But that is reserved for the person who's been willing to go through the preparation work necessary to listen to the spirit. He says, John the Baptist, this is Mark, the first chapter, verse 4. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And that word forgiveness in the Greek is aphemy, meaning the utter removal of sin. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. And his word was, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit. But more than that, I want Jesus I am hungry for Jesus I am crying out to him I am spending many hours every day reading the scriptures searching them praying humbling my heart before him See, I'm not in charge I've given up all of the money, all of the success, all of the hopes and dreams. I've given up Ray Greenley. I no longer own me. I am owned lock, stock, and barrel by Jesus Christ. Now, part of the preparation work that has to go on to understand in all of this to understand that you cannot save your life. That if you save your life you will lose it. But if you lose your life for Jesus Christ you will save it. And so There comes now a time when he's calling for us to be just utterly broken, humbled. He's calling us to stop the rounds of activities that are simply of the flesh. It means a change in where you go and what you do and how you spend your time. It means a change in what you think about and what you want. It means you don't hang out with friends and just chit chat about foolishness. It means you literally have made a decision that you want Jesus. The good news of the gospel. Is that he is bringing the fullness of his kingdom? Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, not I, but Christ dwells in me. This crucifixion we've talked about so many times, what does it mean? It means I choose to let go of my pride, I choose to let go of my schedule the busyness of my life. There was a young, golden-haired man in high school, a young man, handsome, smart. He was always distant from things to do with Jesus. He went about his college and graduate work, went into finance, lived a a productive life, and just got noticed that he died. In fact, two friends from high school this past week went on to their reward. And what was that reward? I don't know. But it was very sobering that life is very short here and this preparation work we must go at it with everything we have we must we must give ourselves to the full preparation for the kingdom of god for the gospel of jesus christ you can't live a normal life and normal american life and be a christian you're going to kind of be very straight with you <clears throat> You're going to have to turn off the television. Turn away the alcohol. Turn away the pot. You're going to have to turn away from everything of darkness that the Holy Spirit has whispered to you and said, don't do that. You're going to have to give up chewing the tobacco. You're going to have to give up the bitterness of your spirit, demanding your own rights, your own way going to have to give up being angry at your boss, or your wife, or your husband, or your children. You're going to have to give up and die out. Because this work of preparation that I've spoken with you about in the desert is making straight paths. It's knocking down that high hill of pride. It's leveling everything out so that Jesus can come into your life. See, this is not just a sentimental happy clap, clap, music deal. This is not a, I'm going to be victorious. I've got it. I'm on my way. I can do it. No, this is a humbling of our hearts before Almighty God. This is a seeking after Jesus. I was delighted to hear about one church who is going to do a 40 day Daniel fast and hold three days of revival. I was happy to hear that their whole church was going to focus on, look, let's put away everything of sin and darkness. Let's put away everything that would cause us to stumble in our way toward Jesus. Let's get the relationship right with Jesus. That's really what it's about. It's about humbling our hearts before God and deciding that we are going to go all out. We are going to be all in. We're not going to play. We're going to focus our attention entirely on letting Jesus do the work in our hearts and cooperating with him in that work to prepare us for entering into his kingdom work. If you try to enter the kingdom work of God while your heart is still proud and arrogant, you will fail. I know I have. (laughs) I know I have. Not intentionally. It just came naturally. Pride is a natural human heart response. It's not something we set ourselves up and say, I'm going to choose now to be to be proud. no, we're just naturally proud in Luke the third chapter. John saw the crowds coming out to be baptized by him. You brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the coming wrath, produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, You have Abraham as our Father.' For I tell you that out of these stones God can raise up children for Abram. The axe is already at the root of the tree, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What what should we do, they said? What, What should we do then? And John begins to answer what they should do. Anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. And anyone who has food should do the same. In other words, begin to take care of the poor. Even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Then some soldiers asked him, and what should we do? He replied, don't exhort money. And don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. You see, repentance is very concrete and very specific. Part of it deals with the inner life and part of it deals with the outer life. Repentance needs to be for those outer things that we have done that are outside sins. Selfishness of heart the love of money. Cheating, lying, stealing, giving false reports, gossiping. These are all things that are on the outside and must be repented of. But on the inside, there is the mountain of pride. The rigidness, I must have my way. The accusations, you're wrong. You don't understand. I can't deal with this. Those are all the inner things of self-awareness that must be dealt with, that must be looked carefully at, and the Holy Holy Spirit must have access. You see, It's both inside and outside that the Holy Spirit wants to transform us into the likeness of Jesus so that we can come and enter into the kingdom of God with humility, submissive, teachable, humble. He calls us to walk in that. So, in this story of John the Baptist, It says he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. This is John, the third chapter, verse 17. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, he exhorted the people and proclaimed the good news to them. Now, the picture is terrifying. It's of Jesus coming with a winnowing fork and picking up the wheat and the straw and throwing it against a wall and separating the wheat, the chaff, and burning the chaff up. And so when Jesus comes, the first thing he's going to do now, because John the Baptist is no longer here, he will come by his spirit and he will begin to put stuff up in the air. And throw it against the wall with trials and all kinds of things happening. Some people refer to this as going to the desert. But it's a process that God begins to take every person through. That is allowed to work in his kingdom under the anointing of his Holy Spirit. It's a process that softens the heart. That takes away the hard edges. The the brittle part. It's a it's a place where the Holy Spirit comes and with love and compassion, with love and compassion, begins to reveal to us the truth of the wickedness of our own heart. Not that of another, but the wickedness of our own heart, of my heart. I'm going through that very painful process again. I've been there. I've done it. I've been there. Done it. Over and over. And now I'm again. But I'm going deeper. Every time deeper. And I'm saying, Lord, finish this work in me. I'm going to die if you don't finish this work in me. I can't keep walking in this anguish and pain of not having the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Not seeing the power of the Holy Spirit move to save the lost and the dying. I can't deal with this. There has to be a change. Well, can I ask you, how are you dealing with this? You see, you either have to let the Holy Spirit set you on fire and, and cause you to hunger and thirst after Him and begin to do that deep inner work of healing and breaking and smoothing and leveling, or you'll become indifferent. You'll become lukewarm. You will not hunger after Jesus. You'll hunger after your own life and your own success, your own friendships and your own desires. And I wonder today, where are you in this process? Are you burning with zeal for Jesus to be filled with his spirit, to be baptized by his spirit, to be to be made alive in him, that you could then be safe to be brought into the kingdom of, of God, the kingdom of heaven. Where are you today? As you face this new year? Are you prepared? have your life leveled are you prepared for Jesus to come and humble your heart are you prepared for a straight path to be made in your life or are you going to hang on to your crooked ways are you going to hang on to your excuses are you going to continue walking dishonestly before God saying I love you Jesus but then walking in disrespect and sin are you going to continue to play the world's game to watch the world's entertainment to be filled with all of the concerns of the world or are you going to seek after Jesus with all of your heart that he could be found by you as for me I have no option. I've closed all of those doors. I'm going to go after Jesus with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind. I'm going to read and search the scriptures diligently for many hours every day. I'm going to be up early in the morning on my face before God, seeking his face, asking him, pleading with him to prepare my heart to enter fully into the kingdom of God. I don't want anything but Jesus. He's everything to me. I love him. I love him enough to let him level my life. And believe me, it's been a painful leveling with people rejecting, family rejecting, losing money, possessions, losing people that are most precious to me. It's been humbling and painful. I'm not going to divert my interest to building my own kingdom to having it my way. I don't want it my way anymore. I want it Jesus' way. I wonder how it is for you today. Lord Jesus, John the Baptist came preaching a very uncomfortable message That people's lives had to be leveled and straightened and cleansed. That people's lives had to be transformed. And that the wickedness had to be rejected. Lord, he came preaching a very uncomfortable message about humbling our hearts, being submissive and teachable in spirit. to stop being defensive and saying, well, I have I have Abraham as my father. I've been a church member for how many years, pastor? How dare you speak to me this way? Lord John came preaching, drop all that foolishness. Get real with Jesus. Seek after him with all of your heart. Let him come in power into your heart. Lord, I just pray today for every person who's listening to this broadcast. I know some will be angry because of this word. They'll say it's hard. But Lord, I don't care. I have a heart of love and mercy and compassion, but I don't care what other people say. And you might say, well, Ray, do you know what happens to people who don't care? Yes, Lord. You were crucified because you didn't care what other men said and what they did. You cared only what the Father said and what he did and what he told you to do. So, Lord, I pray for a very clear revelation for me and for those who are listening for what your will is as you level these mountains in our lives, as you take the pride and dash it, as you take the the anger and you wipe it away and you forgive us for our sins and cleanse us and bring into our hearts the joy of your kingdom the love and the mercy and the compassion for one another Lord thank you I pray in your holy name Amen We don't have much time left in this broadcast today. Tomorrow we will go further in the book of Luke and we'll talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit for Jesus. I want to talk about finances for a moment because what we do with our finances tells us everything about what our heart is, whether we're selfish or whether we're generous whether we give or whether we withhold. One dear listener to this broadcast called me yesterday and said, Pastor Ray, I'd like to give a challenge, a financial challenge of $3,000. And I will send you the check toward the latter part of this month for $3,000 if Others have stepped forward and given $3,000. If they give $2,000, i will just give 2000 Whatever they give, I'll give up to $3,000. I began praying about that, thinking about it. I know we need to go to the FM side of the dial because there's a much larger congregation there, much wider listenership. But I'm willing to wait on the Lord for that, for what He wants. But immediately said to Him, I pray that we can match that 3,000 and use that 3,000 that you're giving toward the FM radio. So I'm going to ask you are there any of you who would like to step forward? I'm not going to in any manner emotionalize it or pressure you if the Holy Spirit has been moving in your heart to give a significant con- uh, contribution, would you consider giving a match of $3,000 to this brother who is willing to write that check for 3000 Now, of course, we could do it as we usually do with an offertory for the month. Uh, December radio is not paid for, And next week, I'll need to do offertories for that. But today and tomorrow, I wanted to just focus in the Scripture to get this year started on the right foot. But if you'd like to give a gift of $3,000 to match this gift, would you call right now and would you tell Brother Kevin that you will match that $3,000? The phone is 877-877. 534 If you'd like to match that $3,000, would you call right now 877 534 0780. Brother Kevin will answer. He doesn't need your name or your phone number or your address. Just yes, I'd like to match that. And as the Lord leads you, would you give, if you're able to give, $10, $20, $100, $500 toward the radio bill for this last month? We are about uh, fifteen or $1,600 short at this point of having the money in the bank to pay for the radio for the month of December. So would you step forward and help if the Holy Spirit's calling you to match that $3,000? Would you call and match it? Would you call right now? If you need to pray about it, good, pray about it, think about it. But if the Holy Spirit's already been prompting you, then would you act on that quickly? I pray that today's broadcast has been helpful to you. I pray that you will take it to the prayer closet. And that if you are not filled with the fire and zeal of God, that you will go in the prayer closet and confess that before him. That you will get on your face before him. When was the last time you spent a night praying, weeping before God? When was the last time you spent four or five hours just reading the Bible? When was the last time you just canceled everything and said, I've got to get back to God. I've got to get back to Jesus. My life is shallow and meaningless without the presence of the Holy Spirit. The last time you were willing to humble your heart before God and before others and stop demanding your rights and pray together? When was the last time you were willing to just say, Lord, I want your way in my heart? I want your way in my life. I can't do it. I can't carry the load anymore, Jesus. I give up. I put it in your hands. And now my time, my family, my wife, my husband, my children. I put them all in your hands, Jesus. Show me what to do. Show me what to say. Teach me the way of righteousness. Righteousness. Prepare me to enter fully into your kingdom, into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're not going to make it, my brother, my sister, without this baptism. We're not going to make it without the purity of heart. We're not going to make it to heaven without purity of heart, without holiness. Will you cry out to God? God bless you, my brother, my sister. You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel. I love you. I'll talk to you soon.